Hello, everyone. Welcome to Double FM Sports. I'm Todd File. And I'm Ethan Fager. And once again, uh, we are without <coughs> JR. He's um, just taking an extended time um, to recover from brain surgery, if you remember. Um, but hopefully we'll have him back next week. And so now uh, for the latest in sports news. Uh, so we go to the NFL, and I mean, it's the off season. Not a whole lot's happening right now, but... You have the draft, obviously, in about a month, and um, free agency, which is actively happening now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ethan, what are your thoughts on this year's draft class? Um, I mean, I, I think this year's draft class is very good. I don't know if it's the best we've ever seen, but I, I think it's a very solid draft class. And I think uh, position-wise, every position seems to be solid. So, yeah, I don't know. I feel like quarterback position is definitely lacking. You got Joe Burrow, Tua Tungavailoa, Jordan Love, Justin Herbert. Two of those people that you just said are valid. The other two are probably... Who are the, who are the two people that are unvalid? Jordan Love and uh, Justin Herbert. What? what are they valid? They're good quarterbacks. I know they're, they're good quarterbacks, about. but I'm saying they're at least second or third <laughs> rounders. Like, we don't have the same kind of headliners like we have in the past couple of drafts. Well, right, but Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. I mean, yes, <laughs> but at the same time, not everyone is a Tom Brady. I'm just saying, Tua is debatable, okay? He's coming off of hip surgery. I can see that burning in your eyes because you're an Alabama fan. Um, Joe Burrow, I think, is definitely... Joe Burrow is pretty much a lock <laughs> to the Cincinnati Bengals at Unless this point. they somehow decide to trade him. Or, like, that's the thing with what Eli Manning did is refuse to play for him. Right. If Joe Burrow does that. Um, and not to mention, isn't Jalen Hurts in this year's draft, too? He is. So, I mean, you got solid at the quarterback position. I said but solid. I, I didn't say good. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, you are right in that respect. It's not the same kind of headliner, though, like we've had (coughs) the past couple of years. Um, Whether it be last year's, um, well, even last year was, eh, it was mostly just Kyler at that point. Um, And the year before, obviously, you have Baker Mayfield. um, Why can't I think of any of the other people? I'm talking about quarterback. Oh, 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 sorry. Um, Um... um, why Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Um, why can't I think of his name? Buffalo. Josh um, Allen. Josh Allen. Thank you. Oh, you got Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen unfortunately flopped. And Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is is all I can say. Um, <laughs> but I I feel like we definitely have a wide receiver strength in the draft. Um, that hasn't been seen in a while. I mean, sure, last year you had people like. DK Metcalf and Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, um, Debo Samuel, Mercole Hardman, those guys. But I mean, this year, Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, some of those guys. Okay, don't take credit for Jerry Judy. Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs. <sighs> yes. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting <laughs> um, to see what happens. Um, I feel like really the difference is going to be... <coughs> Who's the impact player and who's not? Um, yeah. So then on to free agency, of course, which is the other way you can get players um, besides trading in the draft. Um, I mean, 
it's too soon really to tell because people are still in the midst of signing and re-signing. Um, but, I mean, a big name, of course, uh, is Tom Brady. I mean, he's been a staple for the past 20 years in this league. And uh, the question really is, where is he going to go? Is he going to stay in Foxborough? Or will he end up somewhere like Tampa? San Diego. San San Diego? You mean Los Angeles? Oh, sorry, Los Angeles. I apologize. Come on, what is this, 2016? No, but... And here's the thing, I don't even know if Tom Brady knows the answer to that question, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they're offering him $30 million, so... Well, I mean, it's a light, light, (laughs) light deal. Yeah. I mean... they obviously want him in a Patriots uniform next year, but 100%. I don't know. I mean, the question really remains: How successful can he be when he's not being coached by Bill Belichick? Well, there's I mean, only one way to find I out. Mean, yeah, that remains to be seen. <laughs> also, Philip Rivers, as we touched upon in our last episode, um, we we've said that LA doesn't want him anymore. Um, he's going somewhere. A lot of people have seen Tampa Bay. I've seen uh, potentially Indianapolis, who have just announced that they're not necessarily committed to Jacoby Brissett next year. I can also um, see Carolina, depending on where Cam Newton goes. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. Cam Newton, another big headliner, um, could be moving out of uh, Carolina. Well, I think they already said they're probably going to trade him yeah, somewhere. So. It's just it's a question of where. Right. And, I mean, that's just the quarterback position. I mean, Stefan Diggs is getting shopped around. Um, supposedly, Everson Griffin is leaving the Vikings. And I, I realize I'm talking a lot about my Vikings <laughs> here. Um, but, I mean, you're talking a staple of the defense and the offense. So, I think in next season we're going to see a reworking of teams um, on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. And then you got guys that are probably obviously going to resign. Like, I think Derrick Henry's obviously... Yeah, and, and I mean Dak Prescott, too. Both yeah, of them. I think same with Amari Cooper. He's probably going to resign. Amari Cooper would be interesting that if is... he didn't resign. Because <laughs> obviously the Cowboys, I think their top priority is Dak. Yeah. Um, and that could put him between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Um, also, like, guys like Chris Jones... Uh, Obviously, Chris it, Jones will probably re-sign with the Chiefs, and now, I mean he wants to. So. Jameis Winston, that's a that's a big thing depending on where Philip Rivers goes. And yeah, and I mean Jameis is, I don't know. I feel like he's one of those guys that'll create a storm wherever he goes, but there's not necessarily going to be a whole lot there. Yeah. Um, he's really yet to prove himself. Um, yeah. And, of course, you have the XFL. <laughs> I think we're in, like, week three, but it's the XFL, and... We don't know anything about the XFL. Exactly, <laughs> because, frankly, no one cares as much about the XFL as the NFL. So, moving on um, to the MLB, obviously, um, spring training has just started uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, so, stay tuned for that as more people... Um, continue to get ready for the upcoming season uh you also have the astros cheating scandal uh, <laughs> i i know that's really a sensitive subject at this point and we're kind of talking uh, about it a, a little late a little late but new developments <laughs> keep coming up um i mean you had what happened with the commissioner just calling the trophy a piece of metal yeah. um 
And so... Well, my, my issue is... Or, no, not, not my issue, but, like, my concern for the, um... Well, Astros players have said they're receiving threats from people against their right. families and stuff. And I've also seen, like, basically every MLB player not on the Astros saying they they got off lightly. And there was a study that came out by... Or it's like, an over-under by Bleacher Report that says Astros players are predicted to get hit by the most balls. And, I mean... Some of that is due, but at the same time, I feel like most of that is completely unreasonable. Well, I, I mean, mean, the threats to the family are oh, yeah, completely, completely unreasonable. I don't understand why people... I mean, like, I, I can understand people being a little upset, sure. I mean, sure, yeah, but, but we're it, talking to be about fair, it people. Is, it is baseball. It's not. This, is, this ain't life or death here. Right. It, it's not like... <laughs> You know, I, we're talking about America's <laughs> game, okay? It's called America's game because it is a game, okay? And I, I don't understand people. No, no, we're not saying what the Astros did is, like... Right, right, right. We're not condoning that. But at the same time, there's no reason to go threatening people who have literally nothing to do with the scandal. Yeah. Other than they're either, like, married to someone on the team or they're somebody's kids, like... I, ah, it's, yeah, it's completely it, uncalled for. Yeah, it's, it's sad, honestly, that we've come to this. Um, and, yeah, perhaps maybe they have gotten off a little bit lightly, but <coughs> at least as far as the league is concerned. But at the same time, I feel like you're talking death threats. I mean, yeah. That makes up for it well, I think more the, than enough. I think what the players talk about is lightly in terms of, like, I don't know bands and stuff yeah such like that at the same time you can't ban a whole <coughs> franchise that, yeah exactly i mean you can it's just not practical though and frankly the league is going to do whatever it can to make money and that simply just doesn't well make i money. know i know some like a lot of people wanted them to just be stripped of the uh title completely which i mean at the i mean i i could see that happening yeah because i mean obviously that's probably gave them a big reason of how they won I mean, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like there needs to be a more, a deeper look into how much the the sign-stealing scandal really had to do with their ability to win. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like it just needs to be looked at more. Well, we'll see what happens, because like we said, uh, new developments are coming through this scandal every day, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, <coughs> moving on to the NBA. Um Last night, the Raptors absolutely shredded the Pacers, one twenty-seven to eighty-one. Hydra kids, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, that was. <coughs> I mean, I said it last time. I'm gonna say it again. How about them Raptors? Like, well, like, well, we talked about before. Obviously, no Kawhi Leonard. Everyone thought they were gonna have a right. down year, but obviously, people are stepping with, with up this against a solid Pacers team. Right. Um, um, I mean, like, there's not really much else to say other than, wow, in yeah. all honesty. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone really saw that coming, and 46 points, like... That's that's unheard of by, like, a margin of victory in the NBA, usually. Right, and even when you're talking about teams like if the Bucks played the Knicks, like, that's still, okay, they won by 46 points. You kind of expect that, because, you know, it's the Knicks, but um, the Pacers who, if I'm not mistaken, are probably seated above the Raptors. Check I'll, on that for I'll, me. I will, I'll check on that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> we're talking a very consistent Pacers team. 
that just simply does not lose like that. Okay, the Tor- Toronto's the two seed and the uh, Pacers are the six seed. Oh, never mind. Okay, well, anyway, even more credit to the Raptors being the two seed because it's the Bucks running away with it, the Raptors, and... They're only six, uh, they're only six and a half games back of the Bucks. So if the Bucks go on a little skid... I mean, yeah, but is that really going to happen? Because well, um, we'll, 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 we'll talk about the Bucks later. Well, I mean, but... we may as well just talk about them now. The okay. Bucks have clinched their earliest playoff berth in 15 years. No, that's actually league history. Okay, it's, it's never history. mind. <laughs> JR, Warriors... <laughs> you're updating my stats, and I don't like that you got it wrong. Um, no, because I think the Warriors did it twice in 58 back with, like, when back then. Like, with Curry and Thompson and Katie and stuff. But they did in 56. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, so, obviously, the Bucks probably, if they keep winning, they could have, like, almost like a record-breaking record. Right. At the same time, though, <laughs> I mean, just because they're winning a lot now doesn't mean that they're going to win in the postseason. I mean, how many times have we seen that? Um, Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah, Lamar Jackson. Um, you want to talk? We were talking before the show, UMBC versus UVA um, in 2016. Um, no one saw that coming, and I mean, it, it's quite possible for that to happen. Um, I mean, upsets do happen. Uh, I mean, the way the great Al Michaels has said it, miracles can happen. So, um, a couple days ago, Her hmm? miracle on ice. Yeah, um, <coughs> anyway, um, elsewhere in the NBA, we have problems in, in Washington, um, with Bradley Beal <coughs> scoring a record, his personal record of 53 points. But still losing. Yeah, and they still lost to, who was it that they lost to? Oh, shoot, who was it? I uh, I don't know. It was just look it up. Oh shoot, yes. Actually, hold on. I have to go back to a point. Um, Jr. was actually right about the fifteen years thing. Was he actually? Yes. You lied to me, Ethan. I Jr. Saw, I saw, I'm sorry. I saw a thing on Instagram that said um, it was. It Kids, was this is why you don't believe everything on the internet. <laughs> it it was the Bulls. They lost to the Bulls. Who? The Wizards. Oh, yeah, the Wizards <laughs> lost to the Bulls despite Bradley Beal putting up 53 points. Um, obviously, uh, you, if, if, if you didn't see the video, Bradley Beal is just there shaking his head. And, uh, I mean, he would be, too. If oh, you, oh, yeah. You put up 53 points and now, you're still losing. <laughs> Will Bradley Beal leave Washington? Maybe. Um, obviously, without John Wall. Right. That, I think he is a large factor in that. Um, I think once John Wall comes back, maybe those some of those problems do get solved. But at the same time, I don't know how long Bradley Beal's willing to wait for John Wall to come back. Right. And especially in the past couple of years, John Wall has been especially injury prone. That so well, there are yeah. considerable I mean, questions he, about his durability. Hasn't he like, ruptured his Achilles like twice in like a couple of years? Yeah. yeah. So there's durability questions about John <laughs> Wall, and I think that really affects Beal's decision on whether or not he wants to stay in Washington. Um, so stay tuned for that. I mean, the trade deadline has passed, but there's always a chance for him to leave in free agency or to leave next year. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, 
Um, we just recently had Kobe Bryant's um, memorial. Well, it's actually going on right now. But Is it going yeah. on right now? Oh. Um, so, very emotional time in the, the basketball world. Um, we're not going to cover that too much. Um, just wanted to put that out there, though. Um, moving on to college basketball. Um, the AP rankings came out earlier today. Um, some big moves um, within the top 25. We're talking about uh, Penn State sliding seven after losing to both Indiana and Illinois. Yep. Um, as well as Michigan moving up seven and surging forward from 26 to 19. Um, as well as BYU. Who beat Gonzaga. Right. And if I'm not mistaken, moved up six positions. So... Um, a lot of Wait, movement. Wait, hold on. They moved up eight. They were 25th. They moved up eight? Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, <laughs> a lot of, uh, movement going on in the, um, in the basketball world. Baylor, of course, is not your number one anymore. They lost um, to Kansas. They lost to Kansas, and so Kansas is now your new number one. Baylor's still two, so. Um, you have Gonzaga as the three, Dayton as That's, the yep. four, San Diego State's five. Even. After losing to UNLV, uh, surprise upset there. Um, then you six, got Florida State. Florida State, and seven is Duke. Eight is um, Kentucky. Kentucky. Nine is Maryland still. And ten is Creighton, who blew out Butler yesterday, um, who was the then 21 seat. Um, yeah, they're not out there anymore. Yeah. Uh, so... A lot of movement in the top ten as well. Um, tonight, of course, we have uh, Florida State versus Louisville. Um, that'll be a big matchup. Um, big, big implications for uh, the ACC as a whole, especially right. between the the three current leader leaders. We'll call right. Them. I I mean, this could essentially decide end up, it. Yeah, and it, it could be a. Um, a, almost a preview to perhaps what our ACC champion could look like. Um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, speaking of the ACC, um, let's take a moment <laughs> to painstakingly agonize over Duke's huge, and I mean huge, loss to NC State. As I'm sitting across the table from our resident Duke fan, explain to me <laughs> how the six seed loses by 22, 22 <laughs> points to unranked NC State. Explain to me. Well, you see, uh, the refs are absolutely atrocious. Clearly, one. And now you're blaming it on the refs. No, I'm completely joking. Um, yeah. So, um. I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> well, uh, well, well let's, let me just take a look at the stats real quick. I mean, I know you mentioned the day after that you just felt like emotionally this was going to be a loss. I mean, you, you come off of two emotional victories against UNC right. and FSU. And All right, well, well, I have the stats here. so You're riding high and... You're about to um, fall. So, Duke shot 24% from the three-point line. Yeah, uh, that'll do it. NC State shot 62%. Uh-huh. Um, Duke shot 37% from the field. 
Yikes. Um, and State's shot 45%. Duke, okay. Duke was 45% in three throws. And then State was 76. So it just sounds that Duke doesn't know how to make <laughs> buckets. Well, in that game. Because obviously we did just beat Virginia Tech by 22. So. Yes. But but I'm not... Uh, I'm giving a lot of credit to NC State. Um, they, they played very well. They were they were ready for that game, and Duke wasn't. So I think that's the uh, that was the main deciding factor in this game. Yeah. And this pains me. I can't believe I'm saying this right now. But this pains me to say... Um, that's maybe one of the worst <laughs> performances by Duke I've ever seen, in all honesty. And just to make <laughs> it even more painful, I will add that at this point against Duke, NC State was, I believe, 17 and 10. They, uh, or, when they played, they were 16 and 9. Or 16 and 9, excuse me. They're 17 and 10 now. Yeah. When UMBC played UVA, UMBC was 25 and 10. If you do the math on that, okay, supposing you play the same 35 games. I actually, I am going to do the math on that. Or, I will let you do the math on that. Okay, so what am I looking up? You know what, I'm just going <laughs> to grab a calculator at this point. You have the 25 and 10, so 16 and 9. Mm-hmm. Their win-to-loss ratio was 1.77. Okay. 25 to 10. Their win-loss ratio was 2.5. So NC State was worse than UMBC. <laughs> They were winning almost three quarters of a game less than UMBC. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Duke lost the game. We're still twenty-two and four. So, and I mean, we play in state again. So I'm assuming it's revenge. Time. <laughs> it's revenge time. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway. Um. Moving on. Jr. Really liked that segment. I bet. Oh, he will enjoy that royally. Um, well, I mean, we could talk about Michigan State. They did just get back in the top yeah, 25. they and, did. And um, I said they wouldn't, so. You're just digging a deeper hole for yourself, yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So, that was my week this week, that's all I gotta say. Who do you think the title favorite is at this point? Because the the water is really murky. Um. Uh, um. I mean, I mean there are, there are like I feel like any team in the top like thirty could win in all honesty. And I mean, how often have we seen weird upsets? Loyola um, Chicago. Yes. Or <laughs> this this is not actually to make fun of Duke, but in all seriousness, when C.J. McCollum and Lehigh took down Duke in a huge upset, like. I mean, anything can really happen. I Wait, mean, aren't you a Wisconsin fan? I am. Yes. What but... happened in 2015, the finals? Oh. Okay. Yes. Even that. <laughs> but my point is, there are bracket wreckers every year, so it'll be interesting oh, to see I what happens. Oh, I do want to throw this in on um, Michigan State losing to Middle Tennessee State. Mm. 
Sorry, sorry, Darren. I, I just had to throw that in there. Clearly, yes. <laughs> um, uh, my my favorite. Um, I mean, I mean, every every t- top ten looks just like really good. Or even if they're not really good, really competitive. Yeah. Um, I I'm gonna go with a bit of a uh, wild card here, and I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gonzaga. Really? Yeah. I was honestly, my emotional, like, who I want to win favorite would be Dayton. Like, I would love to see a school like Dayton just go out and win. Sure, of course, I would too. But I feel like... Or like San Diego State. I feel like Gonzaga, when healthy, is the best team in college basketball. Now, granted, they didn't show that against BYU, but then again, BYU's atmosphere in that stadium, if you watch that game, (laughs) it was insane. Like, and I mean, it, it's hard playing away any anywhere. So I mean, yeah. So uh, as we saw with Duke and NC State, but <laughs> um, you can't blame twenty two points okay, on yeah, not okay, being. Yeah, I know, home. I know, I know. I can't. I. We'll just stop talking <laughs> about it. Um, I don't know. I really don't have a favorite. I would like to see someone like Dayton or um, obviously San Diego who, obviously State winning. Everyone knows who I want to win. Just well, like, yes. I would love to see Wisconsin win, too, but it's not going to happen. Yes. So, moving on to women's hoops. Um, Sabrina Ionescu has become the first player (coughs) to have um, 2,000, 1,000, and 1,000 in um, all college hoops. That's men's and women's. Right. Right. and that's in their recent win over Cal. Uh, so congrats to her. Um, she's been setting records all season. Um, I think she's she 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 has potential to be like one of the best W WNBA players to ever play. Could be, yeah. If she's that potential, well, she she easily could be. Right. Um, moving on uh, from hoops in general um, to the NHL. Um, did I miss something? Oh, I thought we were moving on to NASCAR, but we can talk about the NHL. Well, I figured we may as well just go <laughs> up on the sheet, so. Sure, sure, yeah. Okay, um, Hurricanes um, <laughs> used a Zamboni driver and, and relief goalie um, and in an emergency. Situation. And, yes, and they and won. And they, they won their game against, I forget who, um, but... Any team, it's still, like, amazing. Like, yeah, I mean, credit what... to them, credit to the goalie. I mean, he he's a relief goalie for Toronto's minor league team. Or, excuse me, not a relief. Actually, I think he is a relief goalie Probably. for Toronto's yeah. minor league team. And he, he's a Zamboni driver as well. Uh, so kudos to him getting off the bench and going out there and getting it done. Um, and when he went off, they were already down by two. So congrats to them. Yeah. Um, and Avedjkin finally gets his 700 goals. Um, um, congrats to him. As much as uh, me and... Yeah, you Penguins fan. Me, yeah. me and JR uh, paying to say it. Uh, Alex Avedjkin's a very good hockey player. Oh, obviously. there's no denying that. Obviously, yes. except, uh, and if you don't know, me and JR are big big Penguins fans. So, uh-huh. And obviously the Capitals are like the biggest rival, the Penguins. Right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I have New York Rangers, so I have no <laughs> ground to say anything. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so 700 goals. Uh, 
I, I think he's like one of eight or something to do it. And I mean, congrats to him. Like, obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, no doubt about it. Right. Um, moving on from the NHL um, to box, the world of boxing. Uh, you had Fury versus Wilder two. Fury one. Right. Um, and it seems that he is open to a rematch. A rematch. Either a rematch against Deontay Wilder or um, possibly a fight with Anthony Joshua. So we'll see what Wilder's decision is. So. Right. Um, so we'll other than that, that's boxing. Um, moving on to NASCAR, obviously, uh, we had the Daytona 500. Uh, Denny Hamlin won. Um, yep, that was last Sunday. But we did have a scary incident invo- right. involving Ryan Newman. Uh-huh. Um, Ryan Newman, if you, you don't know, was in the lead. Um, he had surged to the lead on the final lap to pass Denny Hamlin, um, with, I believe, Ryan Blaney in tow, um, and somehow got loose. Uh, the car got turned around, flipped, and ran down the straightaway, burning and, um, cycling as if it was a a tumbling rock no we we're also happy to report that he's out of the hospital and is doing right well. but um, there was a scary there was a moment there where his conditions were serious but considered non-life-threatening <laughs> Correct, um yeah. so scary times for uh the the whole newman family um but glad to hear that he's okay um denny hamlin by the way if i'm not mistaken Won by less than a two-second yeah, margin. It was, it was, it was a photo finish. It was very close. Um, which is the second year, at least in the past three, um, that Denny Hamlin has done this. Um, he's he, he went for the three-peat, and he got it uh, three years in a row. Um, but he seems to have a knack for uh, close finishes at Daytona. Um <laughs> Also yesterday, we had the Pennzoil 400 at uh, Las Vegas. Uh, Joey Logano won um, with Matt DiBenedetto, of all people, on his tail. Um, and if you don't know, um, Matt DiBenedetto has kind of been one of those journeyman NASCAR drivers. Um, who He's always been one of the smaller team kind of guys who hasn't really uh, done much or hasn't had the resources to do a whole lot. Um, but kudos to him um, being able to go and get <laughs> second place um, and challenge for the lead like that at Las Vegas. Um, and that's that. Uh, moving on to top soccer. Um, um, just to say, um, Liverpool is now up 3-2 to two against West Ham. Oh, really? Okay, they were down 1-2 to two. Um, with 59 minutes We were going to talk about gone. that and see how it went, um, but obviously now Liverpool's winning. So. Right. But even so, I mean, they lost to Atletico um, in the Champions League um, 1-0. Um, so it's probably just a fluky kind of loss, but who knows? Maybe it signals something bigger. And then um, obviously we got the uh, Manchester City ban. Right, for financial reasons. Um, but now apparently there has been talk of... Um, the EPL potentially reg, re, yeah, relegating, I'm sorry, to uh, the championship as a punishment. Um, however, most teams in the in the Premier League um, are against that, and they feel that it would, quote, <coughs> um, turn the league into a circus. Um, so 
Stay tuned for that. Um, much as I don't like Man City and would kind of like to see what would happen if they were in the Champions League. Or not the Champions League, excuse me. The, the Championship. championship. Um, it, I mean, it would be interesting. I have a feeling they'd just blow everybody out. But, um, I mean... It seems a little bit of a harsh punishment. Um, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, obviously, don't be messing with the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Ronaldo has scored in 11 straight. Not a whole lot of surprise there, given that it's Ronaldo, one of the best soccer players in the world. Or to ever exist. Right. One of the best. I'm not, I'm not, we're not getting into that debate. We'll, we'll not get into that. <laughs> I think, you know what? Let's get into this. Okay, all right. If you want to go for it, let's do I'm, it. I'm down. Let's do this. All right, uh, since you started this argument, I want to hear who your the best player of all time is. Pele. I'm actually with you on that. Okay. I am with you on There's that. There's no debate here then. I feel like Pele, just the persona, the aura, well as well as his playing ability, I mean, you talk about people of his era. There aren't many that I could actually name besides Pele. Like, that's the kind of aura that he has about him. Um, I mean, he's practically a... Well, not even practically. He is a legend in Brazil. And he's a legend everywhere. He's, he's a legend worldwide. So I, I, I really don't think there's anyone who could really challenge that. I mean, obviously, you're going to have the Argentinian saying Diego Messi. Maradona. Okay, yeah. Or, like, obviously, Port Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I mean, he's in the top ten, probably, yeah. but... Yeah, 100%. Um, I don't think. Who else is noteworthy there? I mean, you got the <laughs> Germans, of course, um, with their long line of championship teams and everyone who's been on there. I mean, Jurgen Klopp has had a lot of success as a, a manager, but if I'm not mistaken, he was on multiple World Cup teams. Um, so. I mean, obviously you got one of the most electrifying players, Pulisic. You just wanted to shout out to a guy from central Pennsylvania, didn't hey, you? Hey, I got I to gotta represent. I got to uh, represent. Yeah. I mean, uh, he, he's like one of the best American soccer players now. Well, right. I, know, I know Him and Weston McKinney, yeah. I know, I know he isn't saying that much because yeah. American soccer's a little... Right. Well, I mean, I should say American's men's soccer's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows about our women's team. Yeah, we're... we're, we're Although we're, our men's team isn't terrible, but... We're, we're working on it. Um, yeah. And that's pretty much it for top soccer. Um, finally, moving on to the world of tennis. Not a whole lot going on now. A lot of um, minor tournaments. Uh, no majors yet. But uh, Roger Federer um, announced recently that he has had surgery on his knee um, and will be out for the French Open. But... Um, fully intends on making a recovery in time for Wimbledon, um, which I should hope so, given that grass has always been his strong suit over clay. Yeah. Um, so, and I think if there were a time for him to miss a major, it would be at the French Open. Um, yeah. And, I mean, we all know Nadal's going to win anyway, so... <laughs> and just going back to soccer for a second, Liverpool did win. We can they did win? They, win okay. they won 3-2. to two. Against Westham, though, so that's still a bit of a scare there. Westham? Westham, West Ham. West Ham. You could, you could say it however you like, okay? It's... Did you almost fall? I did almost fall, oh. okay? <laughs> anyway. JR, um, we need you back. <laughs> yeah, we do need you back, JR. Um, anyway, that's that for Double FM Sports. 
Um, once again, and signing off, I'm Todd File. I'm Ethan Fager, and hopefully we should have JR back for the next episode. Hopefully. And we might have a special guest. We may or may not have a special guest. We almost have one today. Um, we're not, not going to say who. He was not feeling well and could not be with us. Um, so, if you liked this episode, um, please click that like button. Uh, feel free to follow our Instagram page as well as our YouTube channel. Um, and until <laughs> next week, uh, signing off for Double FM Sports. Have an awesome week. Take care, guys.